This is about my Uncle Tom and his wife Nell lived on the south side of Sassafras Mountain. And Sassafras Mountain is the mountain that divides North Carolina and South Carolina. It's down, like I said, near the town of Bavard. And my parents' house is actually five miles from the South Carolina line on the North Carolina side of the hill. And Uncle Tommy and Aunt Nell, they lived on, uh, to get there, you had to leave my parents' house and drive up the mountain on one side, over Beasley Gap, down a really, really windy road on the other. It's US 178 if you want to look it up on a map. And once you got to the bottom of the hill, the bottom of Sassafras Mountain on the other side, a little place called Rocky Bottom, South Carolina, you hung a left and went up the front side of Sassafras. And uh, he was a caretaker for a camp for the blind up there. And they lived in a log cabin about two-thirds of the way up Sassafras. And Sassafras is actually the highest point in South Carolina. And if, like again, I said again, if you look at the map, the highest point in South Carolina is the peak of Sassafras, and on this side is the North Carolina border, and on that side is South Carolina. So I think South Carolina's kind of stealing some of their thunder by claiming that. But they lived almost up to almost up to the top of Sassafras, and it was kind of cold up there. As higher elevations, I'm thinking I'm going to say 3,000 feet. It might be a little bit higher, maybe 3,500. And um, they had turkeys and geese. They had a pond. They raised fish. They had ducks. A duck egg will make almost an entire pan of scrambled eggs by itself. Um, the, uh, they had pigs and they had chickens. They had draft horses that they uh, tilled the, gr the ground with. And um, I told somebody yesterday, I was telling them this story, and I said, it wasn't, this was 1960s when I was born, born in 58. It was 1960s when we were growing over there. And it wasn't like they, this was before the hippies. It's before people went, quote-unquote, back to the land. But they had always been on the land, and this is just the way things were in, on Sassafras. This was just life. They did not have running water. They had a hand pump out front. And that was some really, really cold water that came out of the, out of the base of Sassafras. And they had a big old wood cook stove for, for cooking food. They used uh, wood fire just like this, and it had an oven over to, over to the side. Some of the best cornbread and biscuits in the world come out of an oven like that. But we were going over there for Thanksgiving, and my my aunt Nell. Now she was a famous uh, country western singer in Tennessee, and she was on her way to the Grand Ole Opry, and she met my uncle Tommy, and uh, followed him back to Sassafras. I told him that was true love for sure. She always had her eyebrows plucked up way high, and wore lipstick and wore little peep toe shoes, and whenever she spoke. She, it's it's she when she sang she sounded like Patsy Cline, and when um and when she spoke she always had a she sung with her voice. I I can't quite do it because my voice is not that good, but uh, her and my mom were in the in the kitchen in the log cabin putting the finishing touches on Thanksgiving lunch, and the biscuits and the gravy and and the last little. Uh, you know the cranberry sauce stuff like that and we kids were out playing I was about four years old and my brother got the brilliant idea like I said he was three years older than I am this is the third story in the brother trilogy the zero bar brother uh, he got the brilliant idea to collect black walnuts and he started throwing them at the pigs 
and there was a mama pig and some baby pigs and then some like medium-sized uh, adolescent pigs and he was and black walnuts are about the size of a baseball a softball and they're kind of hard on the inside and kind of squishy soft not real hard on the outside but they still would not feel good hitting you on the side and I was standing up there the farm road right beside the pig pen and I was stomping my foot with my little black patent leather Mary Jane shoes with my white anklet socks doing what I did my entire life I think saying Chan stop that you're being mean don't throw those black walnuts at those pigs they ain't done nothing to you. Leave them alone. You're being mean. And he kept chucking those black walnuts at the pigs. And he's like, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt that much. Besides that, they can eat the black walnuts when I get through throwing them. And I'm like, you need to stop doing that. You're being mean. Well, the pigs, they're, like I said, were smart animals. So they moved back into the pen, and the pen backed up against the old farm road. It's like you could step off of this farm road onto the roof of the pen. This was done this way, so if the wind was blowing, the pigs would have some protection from the wind in the winter. So he got the bright idea. He stuffed as many black walnuts as he possibly could into his jacket. And he stepped out on the roof of that pig, pig pen, and he climbed out to the very, very end, and he leaned over and looked, and he couldn't get to them from where he was, so he laid down on the roof and started pulling the black walnuts out and throwing them at the pigs underneath him. And I'm still stomping my foot, my four-year-old self, and going, Chad, stop doing that! You're being mean to those pigs! And about that time, there was a big, great big crack. And that roof broke open. My brother was laying face down in the middle of it. And that roof broke open like a, two sides of a gate. And he went falling straight down, face first, into pig manure. <laughs> and y'all know what manure is? No. Manure is like poop okay and the only difference between pig poop and our poop is pig poop might smell just a little bit worse and my brother he went beyond I, he was like earlobe deep in pig poop <laughs> the only thing showing was the very back of his head the tips of his shoulder blades and the two cheeks of his buttocks and all of a sudden, that mama sow realized that her nemesis was in her territory now. And she started snorting and squealing and marking the ground with her, her hooves because she was coming after him. So he stood up and took up out of that pig pen a flying and he got up there on that farm road and he was shaking his hands and they was I had to step back because there was pig manure flying everywhere. <laughs> and the only thing you could see, he was trying to wipe it out of his eyes and he was trying to get it out of his ears and his clothes was soaked. And it was November on Sassafras. It was cold up there. That wind was blowing and he was trying to and he was he was like the pig manure monster. <laughs> so he goes running back out to the house and
and my mama sees him coming and meets him at the door. And my mama is a very fastidious woman. She's very clean and neat. She takes a shower in the morning and then she gets a tea kettle and boils it and then goes and scalds out the shower. There is nothing dirty around my mama's my mama or my mama's house. And here my brother was coated in pigmentary. She met him at the door, and Aunt Nell was behind him going, Oh, Lord, Beulah, bring him on in. Bring him on in. We'll have to fill up the wash tub and give him a bath behind the wood stove so he won't freeze to death. And my mom's like, There ain't no way he's coming in your house. There ain't no way. She said, Hand me that wash tub right now. Hand me the laundry soap, and I need that brush. And so Aunt Nell didn't argue with her. She went and got it. And my mom marched my brother out there in the middle of the yard with his pig and manure-encrusted clothing and hair and earlobes. And she stripped him down tip to toe, all the way down to the naked butt. And she went over to that uh, hand pump, that well pump, and she cranked that thing out and she pumped that water because she was mad. She was really mad. And she stood him up in that laundry uh, tub and she poured in the laundry soap and took the laundry brush and went to scrubbing him and scrubbing him and scrubbing him and scrubbing him and scrubbing him. And scrubbing him. Then she made him get out. She poured out that water and she went to pumping again. That water was cold. It was really cold. And I could tell for I was watching from inside the house and I knew my brother was freezing to death. She scrubbed until his skin was as red and raw as an apple and he was so cold his lips were blue. And my Aunt Nell, she brought one of Uncle Tommy's shirts. It was a red flannel shirt. He smoked a pipe tobacco so it smelled like, it smelled like tobacco. And she and a blanket, and so they put that on him. I didn't have no britches for him or no underwear, but they wrapped him in one of Uncle Tommy's shirts and wrapped him up in that wool blanket. And by then, lunch was ready, and so the table was all laid out there in the log cabin. And we all sat down, and my brother sat down at the far end by himself, and everybody else was about three foot away, because even though he had been scrubbed twice, he still a little smelled a little bit like pigmentier. And he was trying to eat, and as he picked up his fork with his turkey, when his fork, his hands were shaking and his teeth were chattering, and he got his fork close to his mouth and his fork started banging off of his teeth like this. We went home that night and I was in the back seat of the old Pontiac car. And uh, and every time I was trying not to get too close, because like I said, even though he had been scrubbed within an inch of his life, he still smelled like pig. And uh, whenever I really want to tease my brother, in addition to the zero bar thing, when I really, 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 really want to irritate and aggravate my brother, I just lean over to him and say, Does somebody smell pig? I I swan, I could smell pig. I, I swear, does anybody around here have pigs? I swear, there's some pigs around here somewhere. I can smell pig real strong. Anybody see any pigs? <laughs> and my brother swears that that is not true, not a word of it. But I have my cousin, my Tommy Jr.'s word on it, that every single word of that is the absolute God's honest truth. <laughs> Thank y'all very much. I'm never going to run out of material if I live to be 105. <laughs>